So we're talking about like shitty comic continuity. So at that time, it's Dawn and yeah, the other female hawk. So and- by the way, by the way, to put this into perspective, <laughs> I, we're talking about Brightest Day, this giant fart of a DC event. Yeah, that basically which I just read for the first time, and I gotta be honest, I fucking hate it. <laughs> and it well, basically means. And it basically means nothing, because the New 52 starts, like, weeks after the end of this event, so any big, major, like, changes, like, kind of don't matter. Yeah, because the the major, major big change is, or there's two, it's like, Dead Man is resurrected, which lasts for, like, nothing, and then Swamp Thing... Because why would you want to resurrect a guy named Dead Man? That's his yeah. one, it's like like look, man, that he has one defining thing about his character. He's from Boston, and he's de- or he's two. He's from Boston, and he's dead. Yes, and um, that Swamp Thing that Alec Holland the is resurrected as Swamp Thing, as opposed to what had been going on since Alan Moore's run, where it's like the the Swamp. It's not actually Alec Holland was Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but to go back to the Hawk and Dove, so yeah, there was Dawn and then female Hawk, who like I think I read like one story with them. Which and I then, feel bad. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. look her up. I don't even I don't even know her name because like she was around so I'm looking short. right here on Wikipedia, and apparently after all this, they are also recruited into the Birds of Play by Zenda Blake while in Gotham to stop some teenage supervillains. Immediately don't remember after, that at all. <laughs> immediately after their meeting, the two are called in by Oracle to rescue Black Canary and the Huntress from a villain calling herself White Canary. Okay. That I remember. I read that book. It's, and White Canary was like really goofy. So much. It's it's Dawn Granger's sister, Holly Granger, was Hawk. Yeah, so they're tw- they're twins also. And so in Blackest Night they kill Holly. She's alive, she gets killed by I think Black Lantern Hank. What are they? It was a Hank and Hank Hall. Hank Hall, because uh, Hank and they can't turn. Don cannot be made a Black Lantern. Don, which, not Don. Which, <laughs> which, by the way, Hank Hall is also just a giant quagmire of a oh, DC continuity. Oh, he's a shitty character in everything except for yeah. Titans TV show. Um, which is like it sucks because it was like yeah, Hank Hall is garbage. He's complete garbo, and we never want to kind of see him again. So they reintroduce like Holly Granger as like the new Hawk and Dove, and it's like, oh, like this is like really neat. And it's like, oh, we only introduced her so we can kill her to get like fake heat during Blackest Night. Speaking of Hank Hall, I just found out in Jail Unlimited he was voiced by Fred Savage, and that's fucking hilarious to me. Oh no, they're they are voiced by the the Savage and the other guy that played. His older brother on the Wonder Years. Oh shit, that's actually funny then. Okay. Yes, yeah. Fred Savage plays Don, and the older brother plays Hank. Uh, but yeah, so then yeah, they kill her off, and then what do they do after they kill her off? They use the White Ring to bring back Hank, and then they somehow retcon that Hank and well, first they're not siblings, and then they become siblings, and then no one talks about Hank at all anymore. I don't know if he's in any comics uh, at this point. When they relaunched the New 52, instead of, again, having the good pair of Don and Holly Granger, they brought back uh, Hank Hall and Don Granger as the new Hawk and Dove that was 
written by Sterling Gates, drawn by Rob Liefeld. So that book basically already has stamp of death on it. Only oh, I think it lasted like six issues, maybe, maybe less. I, I, yeah, it, it either lasted like four to eight issues. Like it was. It was in that first acts of because that was when it's New Fifty Two because we're gonna have fifty two comics a month and a quarter of them got axed within the first three months. I think. Uh, evidently, was- yeah, evidently. Um, yeah, they still do this stuff with Don Granger being in a romance with Dead Man in Justice League Dark. Um, and then in Doom in the Sigma, comic you're talking about, right? Yeah, in the comic. However, the attempts fail miserably as while Dead Man insists to carry on their relationship using borrowed bodies, Dove shows sustain and repulsion to the idea. In yeah, because he's like, she's, she basically would be date raping people, which yeah. is weird. And then Ugh. in Doomsday Clock, I get like the last comic they show up in, Hawk and Dove are shown on TV being arrested by the Red Rocket Brigade for interfering with the oh, Russian yeah, police. Because like, why would Hawk and Dove's jurisdiction be dealing with like the Red Rocket Brigade? It's like... But you're forgetting, that, that Tyler, that's terrible. from everyone's favorite comic of all time, uh, Doomsday Clock. Actually, this is a good segue since I've been reading Dark Knight Metal. So I won't go into too much, but because uh, you guys haven't read it, I don't. I know John Scott will read it at some point. I don't know if Silo you will. Um, uh, but, I heard like the, I heard like a latest review of it from uh, War Rocket Ajax, and they were talking about how Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman have like slipped into past DC events. Yes, that is. They are in the dark multiverses versions of the previous crises. Uh, and, and like, w- like I, the one that they were like really kind of talking about was like Wonder Woman talking to yeah, Superboy, Superboy Prime, Prime who yeah. basically is just a like a he, comic. He's, he's like he's a comic, comic skater. Skate, he's a, a comic skate surrogate. Yes, that is a hundred percent what he is. He legit says like, I don't understand. Why can't everyone be the same? Like, why is everything different? Why is everything got to be dark and grim? Why are people changing? And Wonder Woman's like. That's the whole thing about living. Things change. Things are different. Yes, sometimes the, they're dark and grim. Sometimes they're happy and not. But, like, we live through it and we grow. And it's, like, that's the entire thing. Um, yeah, she talks Superboy Prime. Batman deals with uh, the Anti-Monitor in the original Crisis. Crisis on Infinite Earth. And Superman deals with Final Crisis. And... Uh, the Batman oh. who laughs, who also has the powers of Dr. Manhattan. Oh, he's also okay, yeah. great. This is what I wanted to get to. They, instead of including stuff from Doomsday Clock, which you're like, oh, that's what it is, They Snyder actually specifically makes it more connected to the Button comic than to Doomsday Clock. It has nothing to do with Doomsday Clock. Which is probably a good idea. Yeah. And the concept is cool, and they're doing an album to go along with the comic series. And they're animating stuff as well um, and having voiceover. And the guy that plays Curtis in The Punisher, his like, friend, guy with the one leg, is voicing uh, the Manhattan, Batman Hatton version of the Batman Who Laughs, while the Batman Who Laughs is being voiced by, uh, what's it? It's like a really weird cartoon character. I can't remember right now. It plays like, shit, I just lost it. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. Hey, and guess what? The speed metal, the ones about the flashes, fix Wally, kind of, maybe? 
and kind of maybe set Wally back to where he was before Danda, he got Danda DUIs. So that's good news. And we get to see, like, both Wallys are cool. Like, we get to see a lot of the flashes in it and them kind of dealing with all of the nonsense that has happened to those characters. Well, we're about to get more nonsense, but it looks like cool nonsense. Yeah. Oh, and the, yeah, the other book is, like, they do a... Uh, there's two other books that tie in. And one deals with, like, Earth 3 during all of this stuff with Dark Knight's Metal, which is really cool. And then the other one is, like, the origins of all these Batman we're seeing in the book. So, like, the dinosaur Batman. Um, I think it's, like, Batmanosaurus. And then, like, um, Batmobis, which is the monster truck that's Batman. And, uh-huh. no, it's, it's, I'll just say it's, like, Batman, but he's, Batman is Skynet. It's, like, if Bruce oh, yeah. Bruce went Skynet. <laughs> uh, it's like him linked up with Brother Eye. Yes. Basically, yeah. Uh, I want to get this death metal. Like, it, do they have this as like a vinyl? Um, it's not coming out till next year. It's like 20, like January. But there's and two there's, singles out. There's two singles out on their website. Um, okay. There's uh, Marilyn Manson and Rise Against. Uh, man. I, I, you know, I feel like if you were going to do, um, like something like this, I, I kind of wish that you would pull, um, artists, like musicians that kind of been relevant recently, but oh well. Uh, well, it's, um, it's called metal. So uh, you maybe would want to get more metal, which Manson fits into it. Like he does this, his thing is more, I think it's kind of like the Batman who laughs is his song. Which I think fits, um, but, but I think like, some of the but like Marilyn Manson's not metal. Um, I'd argue he is. I would argue uh, he is. Metal's like a very. I would argue that I would definitely genre. say that. Um, I mean, it's like it's like it's like in the same genre, like industrial, like rock, like uh, Nine Inch Nails. I, like I would say Nine Inch Nails is further removed from like rock because like metal to me is really like. Hard rock with solos. Metal, metal to me is like, uh, it's like hate. Uh, really you know, it's like, oh, that's yeah. I don't think of hate, but I think of metal. I think of like more classic metal stuff. But well, like, like, I don't know. Bullet from my Valentine would count as metal, but like, like, like Slayer's metal, Pantera's yes. metal, Judas Priest's metal, Megadeth, um, Metallica, Met- Megadeth, Metallica. Yeah, most of that's more classic. Slayers, like, where you get into, like, kind of the beginnings of subgenres, where they're, like, the beginning stages of, like, death metal with, like, the way their vocals are. Yeah, I, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I get what you mean. Like, it's not, if I was making this album, those aren't the two bands I would go to. I, um, I think, like, there's, like, a lot of really cool, like, up-and-coming metal that you, or, like, or, like, metal bands that have been kind of, like, around for a while that you could add onto a soundtrack like that. Um, and like I don't know, like I feel like it's like right, you're already you're already able to sell it because it's like it's it's a vinyl of a DC thing. It's like you're gonna get DC fans to already buy it. It's like I think you can yeah. just kind of like also just load it with music that's like more in in tune with like the the feel of the comic, like a King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, than like a Marilyn Manson. That like I don't know like from what I've I've heard and stuff like that about like metal like doesn't really like fit like the mold of like I feel like the feel of a Marilyn Manson. 
Um, I like. I think this song fits the mold of the comic because, like, his song is actually out. But like, I get what you mean. Um, I think the one, the other. There's like two other problems. One, there's it's hard to get some of these big metal bands because they're probably really expensive, and who knows if they actually want to do this stuff. Um, and the other one is a lot of metal guys are like not really possibly people they want to super associate with because most of them are like, especially the older guys are like uh, born again and like super conservative. And oh, oh, that's so, why I was just like. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't grab. I like, I think it would just be like, yeah. you know, like people. Like, I think that was like the cool thing about the young animal stuff. It was like, oh hey, like, I mean, if they would have continued with it, it's like, oh hey, like that kind of like that Gerard Way album, like kind of fits perfectly within like the feel of Young Animal. It's like, yeah, which I would not be they, surprised if he does something with them since he's done something with DC like a ton. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a song with it. And like, uh. Metal is a Grant Morrison ass uh, DC comic. Yeah. That's that's not done by Grant Morrison. Oh yeah. Um, I like before we jump into the movie. The other thing we want to talk about. So five G is dead, but being resurrected and changed into this one month kind of. I, would you call it like a mini? It's like a mini contained event. You're like, oh, uh, we already paid all these people to do all this stuff. We'll just throw this out there. Kind of a thing. Uh, it, it, it reminds me a lot of Convergence, but it seems way more interesting than Convergence. Oh yeah, it's definitely like, well, let's. We already paid people to do this stuff. Let's throw this out there, and maybe something will stick. And this is kind of, and I think they've kind of played with some of this in the deceased book, because um, most of the original characters are all dead. Um, so this is a lot of like legacy characters grown up um so we get like jonathan kent is now superman although clark is still alive and he's wearing kind of his kingdom come outfit and we have a new wonder woman and there's multiple batmans uh calderon is now aquaman which is awesome and also weird because he hasn't been in comics in forever mm-hmm. uh, but yeah there's a couple there's the next Batman, Dark Detective. So we're getting two different Batman because all the Bat books are centered around. I think it said something happens where Gotham is taken over and Batman is killed. And so it's kind of this rise up of several other characters that take the mantle. Mm-hmm. And there's that's there's uh, the new Batman, Batman, Superman, Catwoman, Harley Quinn, Nightwing, Robin Eternal are all, like, those Gotham books. Uh, yeah, so you have, like, the Future State, the next Batman, which is, like, an oversized comic, and then within it are, if I'm, like, reading this correctly, it's, like, you have the next Batman, Outsiders, Arkham Knights, Batgirls, and the Gotham City Sirens. And, like, you have, like, John Ridley, who uh, wrote 12 Years a Slave, like, this is the long-rumored Batman book from him. Like, Nick Darrington's doing the art for that shit. Uh, Vita Ali, uh, Alia, who like uh, was doing some stuff over at Black Mask, is writing Batgirls. Uh, it's just like, uh, Ma- like Mario Tamaki is doing Dark Detective. Uh, yeah, Matthew which... Rosenberg's writing Grifters. Joshua Williamson's writing Red Hood. Like, and like the art for Grifters is Carmine Di Domenico. So it's just like, oh my god! It's like they have like the cool, like a really good like Murders Row of like independent creators. 
and artists who just kind of been killing it at like Black Mask or like a lot of these other like you know like independent companies and then bringing them into like have like their flair like on like these DC characters, which is like what I kind of so desperately wanted the new Fifty Two to be. Oh yeah, that that's more of what this thing is, and so like. One of these Batman, which I'm assuming is the one where, like, he's showing no skin, is probably Duke. Because that was the big rumor for a while, was that Duke was going to be the Batman in this. Um, although, it looks because there are multiple Batman. And then in the Metropolis one, so you have, yeah, it's Jonathan Kent. Oh, uh, uh, before we do, do the Superman ones, like, the, the couple of others I just want to really, like, kind of touch upon is uh, some of the miniseries. Uh, Batman Superman by Jin Yun Yang, who like Jin Yun Yang is like underrated as like probably like one of the best Superman writers of like the last couple of years. Like um, the few things I've read of New Superman was like so good, and also writing Superman versus the Clan, like that book is just mm-hmm. great. With Ben Oliver doing art, uh, Otto Schmidt is doing the art for Catwoman, so that book's just going to look amazing. Uh, Nicola Scott's doing the art for Nightwing, uh, and uh, Robin Eternals from Megan Fritz Martin, who was writing like the DC superhero girl stuff. Like Ram V is also like a guy I don't really know a whole lot about, but he's writing like a ton of stuff, and people seem to be really excited about him. And he's writing like Catwoman, he's writing Swamp Thing, I think he's writing Shazam, uh, but we'll get to those later. Yeah. So yeah, jumping over to Superman family, it's like. So we have, there's Jonathan Kent. Something's happened to Clark where he can no longer be on Earth. So he has to go to another planet. And so his thing is about him being on War World. Um, We'll see, like, it's kind of interesting, that idea to make him put on somewhere else. Um, And part of all this is also, like, doing, there's, like, a new Miracle Man. And we also get this new uh, Wonder Woman, Yara Floor who's from the Amazon rainforest and, um, and she looks super rad. I really like the character design. Now yeah. I can't tell if like there's, cause there's two wonder woman. If the one is still Diana, I'm assuming it is. I think Yara, you have Yara is the non white one. She's I, Brazilian. Um, yeah. And then I think you also have Diana as also like another wonder woman. Yes. Um, and, like, so, yeah, some of the books that they have for, like, this list of, like, and I think it's also, like, a little shitty that, like, the new Wonder Woman book, well, okay, I think it's, like, they folded in, like, a lot of different properties into uh, the Superman list, and some of them, I feel like, are, like, okay, like, the Midnighter book, but, like, you know, having the Wonder Woman and the Nubia book be folded in within, like, the Superman stuff, like, I don't know, like, it, yeah, it probably no, makes I sense. agree with you. I, I I don't know if it's just like the way they're doing this article that it's like that because like I guess it's more of like because they put it's strangely like they put Batman Superman with the Batman books and not with the Superman books but they put all of the Wonder Woman stuff, um, including like Superman Wonder Woman. Um, where there's also going to be a Lex book, Imperius Rex, and then Carol Zorrell <laughs> Superwoman. Do you know who like the team behind Superman versus Imperius Rex Lex is? No, I did not read that. It's Mark Russell and Steve Pugh. It's like the Flintstones team doing a Superman Lex Luthor book. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, it's a three-issue uh, miniseries. That's, so that's going uh, until March. 
Um, and I like the idea of having Kara grow up and be Superwoman. Um, yep, that's and not idea. Power Girl. And um, there, the other one I want like is uh, I want to talk about was what was it called? It's Legion of Superheroes, but it doesn't look like it's the future group. It looks like it's a new. I'm trying to like find the picture of it. Um, maybe it is, but it looks like they're using the new Ms. Martian that was made in the recent uh, Martian Manhunter book that just ended like this summer. Mm-hmm. Like at least it has like the same art style. Like it's a very interesting design. Um, I'm trying to see who did the art here. If it says, uh, and that's written by Brian Michael Bendis and Riley Rossimo. And then yeah, which, that's that, which Riley Rossimo I think is like super underrated, and that book is going to look killer. Yeah, I think he did that. Um, that Martian Manhunter book I'm talking about. Yep, he did Martian Manhunter. He did like a handful of like John Constant. Like I think he did like a yeah a, about like eighty issues of Hellblazer. Yeah, um, and his art worked so well for like the fluidity of like a of a Martian, like DC version of a Martian. Yeah, uh, and then we also get so then there's like the Justice League group or whatever, and that's where we get um, there's a new Green La- the Green Lantern book, which it's. Um, What's her name? Who I've really loved, Far uh, Far Sector, yeah. And and this is where we get. So it's her. It's a new Flash, the Wonder Woman we already talked about. Jonathan Kent, um, presumably Duke as Batman, and then a a Aqua Woman. I'm guessing if that's maybe oh. Mara. Um, like uh, yeah. Um, but like also to like basically like stamp on like the last bit of like. Superman stuff. Uh, Midnighter by Becky Cloonan is going to be fucking killer. Like Becky yeah. Cloonan, I think it's like super underrated. Uh, yeah, she's, she's also, also writing that. Was it the Wonder Woman book? Yeah, Immortal Wonder Woman. Like I wish like Becky Cloonan was also drawing one of these books, but like I think her writing is like pretty good. Um, and then like Cully Hammer is doing like art on the Guardian, which that book will look really cool. Um, Jen Bartel's doing all the covers for Immortal Wonder Woman. Uh, Marguerite Bennett and Marguerite Savage is doing like Kara zor so that book will be cool. Uh, Leah, uh, Leah Del Duca is doing the art for uh, Superman Wonder Woman, so like again, another great looking book. And Jolie Jones is writing and drawing Wonder Woman, and like Jolie Jones uh, had been doing like Catwoman for like a little bit. And it's like her art's like so good. Like that book's gonna be beautiful. Um, but yeah, then you know, going into the Justice League stuff. Hey guys. Yeah. Hey. What's so, really weird is like so then this Justice League stuff, like I'm reading, and it's kind of X-Men Apocalypse. Like, so the Teen Titans released the four writers of the Apocalypse. Barry Allen is cut off from the Speed Force, and a famine-controlled Wally West, uh, maybe beyond saving. And Billy Batson makes a deal with the devil that will change Shazam forever. Man, even in Future State, Wally West can't catch a break. Uh, and so Jackson Hyde and Andy Curry, which I'm guessing is uh, Arthur's son, are yeah. separated across the galaxy. There's like a whole bunch of stuff with the Green Lanterns. Because we look like Calderon is, appears to be Aquaman now. And in his book, he appears to be training maybe... Mara and Arthur's daughter, and Mara is now Aquaman. 
then there's that Teen Titans book, which Nightwing is wearing an interesting costume. It's like kind of like his disco costume, but like armored. And you have. Uh, there's like one that's like Red X from like the Teen Titans cartoon. Is that in like any of these books we've talked about so far? Uh, I don't like the know. One, like, the dark alter ego, Dick Grayson. Oh, is is that oh, the? Oh, I remember him now. Yeah, he was the uh, yeah. the, the thief uh, when Slade would like was blackmailing him, and he was like yeah. fighting the Titans. Tell anybody? Yeah. Which, was, like, I, which I think it was like a plot point. They actually never like. Oh, they never uh, closed it ever. They yeah. never explained. No, um, they had like that, but then they had like the time where like Slade made him as an apprentice. Which I yeah. think is like a really neat idea that like because I think like for the longest time I, I might have like brought this up here, but it's like it's like I feel like a lot of DC comics like hates that the Teen Titans cartoon got so popular, like all versions of the Teen Titans cartoon, because it's like you read their comics and it's like they never try incorporating like anything from the those cartoons and they never try like you know getting those fans of those cartoons. To like pick up Teen Titans comics because you know I think they're historically like mostly bad or like they'll introduce a character like Artemis into the New Fifty Two who's like very beloved immediately, like, immediately just, killed and they, in immediately the, kill her it's in like the most the- confusing nonsensical story I've ever read I don't even yeah. understand which I don't even think they ever closed that story with who that villain was. Yeah, it's interesting in this Teen Titan book. It's Nightwing, what appears to be Starfire, Raven, and then I don't remember her name, but Lobo's daughter. And Crush. then uh, yep. Crush. Crush is, Crush is cool. Yeah. And then in the background is could be Arsenal, which it would be interesting since he's like dead, like and they've there's like no talk of him ever coming back right now. So yeah, this will be an interesting thing um when this happens and you know, maybe there's some good that'll come out of this, like, 5G thing that kind of got killed. Um, and then, like, yeah, and the things, like, I kind of want to talk about some of these is, like, Joshua Williamson doing Justice League is kind of a cool idea with Ram B doing Justice League Dark. Um, and, like, I think it's, like, you know, maybe it's, like, about time for Joshua Williamson to kind of get a call up. You know, he's been doing uh, Flash for so long. Um, and I know, like, that run has, like, a lot of, like, highs and lows. but um, you know, it's like, you know, give him, give him a try. Like, this is like the kind of thing I want. It's like, you have someone who is like on a certain run of, run of books for like a while, kind of proves himself, you know, bring them up to kind of do something new. Um, yeah, well, that's what's happened, but only with Batman and yeah. a little bit with like Wonder Woman and like only with Wonder Woman and, um, Batgirl when it was like Gail Simone, but I don't know if that like blew her up even bigger or how big of a, sh- a name she was when she was writing those? Uh, Gail? Yeah. Um, I mean, when she was writing what book again? Like Batgirl? That was like a long time ago now. Uh, I mean, like New Fifty Two. When she was writing New Fifty Two, Bat Batgirl, like she had already been like pretty broken. Big. Like, she, yeah. Like she, she had a run on Wonder Woman. She had a run on Superman. She had a run yeah. on uh, Secret Six. That was like very beloved. Um including myself. Yeah. So uh, it's really like, only Batman so far, because it seems like, well, we had Snyder, and then we had King, and then Tinian seems to be doing really well, and his uh, Dark Knight's Metal book is the one that's fucking awesome. Um, that's like the Earth 3 during it all, with the mm-hmm. uh, Owl Man and stuff, and Ultraman, and yeah. it, it is very much a 
hey, I'm gonna take the the ever loving like shit out of like all the piss out of this like entire concept. Um, it's very very fun. Uh, and the rest of this year, but yeah, um, like I, like I, like that Suicide Squad by Robbie Thompson looks cool. Like I'm like so fucking excited to read a Shazam Black Adam book that does not have the fingers of Jeff Johns involved in any any way possible. Like I think maybe they'll come out on time. Maybe they'll come out on time. Like may it's just like I'm just like so kind of like tired of like Jeff Johns' interpretation of Shazam because we've had like that that version of that character for like seven years at this point and i'm just so glad that he's out of jeff john's jail um brandon Beattie is doing the flash would be cool uh the aquaman book looks great like swamp thing like the, mm-hmm. the, the cover for that book where he's like basically the statue of liberty is pretty deep. super rad and i'm just uh, like i am a big calderon fan i love him in young justice and he just has never ever gotten his due in the comics like that was another thing they like teased with New Fifty Two, and I think his book got canceled. Like, like he literally day. is introduced in Brightest Day, and then you completely forget about him. Yeah, he's in like three or four issues. I don't. I don't even think it's his own book. Maybe like in the Aquaman book, and they drop to bring, it to bring it all back around to Brightest Day. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I like I honestly am like I think I will probably pick up like all these books because like they're all like miniseries they're all like you know one to two issues are one oh, yeah. shots like i like this is exactly what i think like dc need to do for like a long time like i'm kind of excited to see like what like these versions of these characters by these creators will be um and i like, think it's smarter to do like all right we're gonna have like a month and a half this is all everything that's gonna come out and then don't don't scream and yell all your books will come back right after that yeah. But it's like a good like let's like take that let's check out all the stuff it's new cool stuff let's see what sticks we'll see what doesn't if anything yeah. sticks it'll keep going probably and what doesn't doesn't because i think the problem with like the new 52 was like instead of like because they were like okay we're blowing it up like our because like again like dc comics the last like year of DC comics leading into the new 52, like not saying that they're all bad, like birds of prey was still really good. And secret six was the best comic DC was publishing. But for the most part, that entire brand was toxic garbage. And they were like, okay, we really just need to blow this up, restart everything with like a new, like kind of like continuity and all this other stuff. But like the problem with the new 52 was it was like, Instead of, like, they just did, like, a half restart. It was like, well, the Green Lantern's all the same, but the Batman stuff is different. But we're also not Sort of different. <laughs> it's like, so Superman's completely wiped clean, Green Lantern's are the same, Batman's half different, Wonder Woman's uh, new. <laughs> there, and we're not going to really talk about, like, what, what events took place, what events didn't take place, because you also, like, a year into the New 52, you realize, like, oh, they don't even know, like, what... Like no. is still in continuity or not? And, and, and then they canceled like, like a quarter of their books every three months, and then they would like, soft reboot characters within the new Fifty Two because Green yeah. Arrow got a soft reboot because his book sucked, and then they did a reboot, and then it's awesome. I think it's yeah. like Lemire's run. Yep, yep, yep. Well, no, they didn't cancel Green Arrow. They just like basically no, they just soft rebooted it. They're just like, oh, yeah. that shit was garbage. We're gonna ignore it. And that's not to say, like, everything in the New 52 was bad. Because, like, I think all the dark books are, like, oh, were the I best parts. Again, like, just, like, that's dark. just Lemire. 
<laughs> and and Animal Demon Man Knights, and Swamp Thing. Animal Man Swamp Thing and I Vampire were like the best books at DC. Uh, and, I love that I Vampire book. I was pissed when it got canceled. And like, you know, and and that's kind of like the problem when you launch 52 books all at once. It's like, yeah, of course, like Puck and Dove and Static Shock got canceled because it was like you didn't Static get got Shock, Static got canceled after the second issue came out. Which like Static Shock should not have been on like the chopping board like no. right out the gate. Like that and that's a book that that's a book that should have gotten at least like fifteen issues before they canceled it. The guy who wrote it is the guy that did um like the Fat Man and Batman with Kevin Smith. He talked about like he had written like a whole up and there was like the second issue came out and they're like, Oh you got canceled. He's like, We haven't even had like like we haven't even had their book come out. We've had two issues. How do you even yeah. know the sales yet? Yeah, I was at a convention, like, talking to uh, Dave, Dave Walker about um, Power Man and Iron Fist, because I, because I think that's, like, this, like, Power Man and Iron Fist, I think there's, like, a time and period of Marvel books around that time of, like, and I brought this up before, around Civil War 2 that I think are, like, really fucking rad that no one read because Civil War 2 was so bad, and people were just basically, like, not reading anything Marvel that I think are just going to be, like, 10 years from now are going to be like, oh man, like what a classic run this was, you know, that we just didn't read at the time. And he, and I was just like, man, like Power Man Interface is like so good. Like, and he's like, and it was like one of those things where he's like, yeah, like it's, it's like already canceled, you know? And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, they, they just like announced like a new arc. He's like, yeah, but it's already canceled. Like they, it's like if a, like by issue two, or like by by the time issue one comes out, they already know if a book's going to get canceled or not, which is like super fucked up because it's like you can't like it's like so much of this industry is like still like what do these store like what do these comic stores end up buying as a monthly? But like a lot of these shops, like they're already specialized. Like of course they're going to get Amazing Spider Man or the Batman book or the Superman book, but it's like they're not going to take, like, much of a risk on, like, a lot of, like, these new heroes or these new ideas or these new characters. And, like, they don't even, like, wait till the trade sales. Like, Iceman was a huge trade seller, but it got cancelled because it didn't sell as a single issue. Same with, like, The Unstoppable Wasp. And it's, like, instead of just, like, releasing them as, like, original graphic novels, it's, like, why don't they just release them as that? But, you know, it's, like, still, it's, like, whatever. Like it's a whole fucking thing that I, I can like talk about for hours. Yep. All right. So um, I the only other thing like I've read because we already talked about um, what do you call it? Death metal is I've been reading Ten of Swords and I won't go into too much because I know everybody's gonna read it. But um, holy shit, it's awesome! It's fun and funny um, and kind of epic. And now there's actually like some really cool stakes. And if you're a fan of like. I don't think this is a spoiler. Um, I apologize if it is, but like, it's a like anime style tournament arc. Uh, it like I heard it described as Soul Calibur. Um, it's it's kind a of of souls and swords. Yeah, I guess I like I I'm not a big Soul Calibur fan, so like okay. Um, it reminded me very much of like the tournament stuff in Yu Hakusho or in um, Dragon Ball because it's mm -hmm. like one on one. Um, so it's very fun. We've only met, I think, one of the Araco people, and he's fucking awesome, and I love him, and I hope he sticks around. But yeah, I think, um, because we've already had, we knew Cable had a sword, 
we knew which sword Wolverine was going to get, but he has a book of getting his sword. And then Magic the, has already had her sword. The the Muramasa blade. Yes. Is the but that, that book is the book where we learn about the other guy, and he's fucking awesome. Um, and try to think. Uh, oh, we've seen two more swords. And they finally finally explain something we've talked about. Um, and explain in like big kind of quotes um what's up with uh one of the characters who we talked about like why is no one talking about this aspect of him um i think he's in like the cover stuff so it's um what's his name that's the the linguist oh doug ramsey yeah yeah he has uh he has um uh warlock as a sword yeah and they like go into that and like sort of be like oh why and why is like nobody know and like it becomes this whole thing um sort of they haven't really explained too much and the only other person they've done so that's like the magic wolverine doug cable and there's one other person that we've seen get their sword but we've seen another sword in one of the other books uh cable has a sword yes uh cable wolverine doug and magic there's one more person in the Marauders book who gets a sword. Um, and then we've seen another sword in another book, which is the Cerebro sword, which I believe we also see. Because um, we see, we, I think we, we all know who everybody is because it's been in that poster. And so the other person whose sword that we've seen, like seeing them get their sword is Storm. Yeah, so they've released a list of all the swords. So you have the Muramasa Blade, uh, the Sword of Might, the grass cutter and the god killer, uh, warlock, the soul sword, uh, the the light of Gladdor, the unknown cables, uh, the swords of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Haven't seen uh, that one yet. Oh, the starlight sword, the scarab, the skybreaker. Um, skybreaker is storms. What was the one you said right before that? Uh, starlight. The, scar- the starlight sword, the scarab, and the skybreaker. I feel like the Starlight one is something we may have seen. And then the Twilight Blade, and then Pog Your Pog. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know. We've only seen a couple. The Storm issue is like the newest issue of Marauders, and it's really interesting, and it is like kind of our first real foray of the mutants and the X-Men into the broader world. Mm-hmm. Except for like that Fantastic Four book, which is kind of in a weird space and time, but um, yeah, and there's like significant because it's I'm trying to remember which book it is. It's I think it's the two books that set up everything are Excalibur and um, I think New Mutants are the two because Polaris is a very big part of this book. Yeah, uh, I have also heard that uh, Mad Jim Jasper's is like like. They they like hint that he's back. I'm trying to think what what is his character. I don't know what he looks like. He's uh, uh he's in a, he's like an old man with like a hat. He's like an omega level mutant. Like basically, he, whatever he touches, he can warp reality around it. Yeah, he's basically like a reality warper from like the Alan Moore era of of like uh Captain Britain comics. Hmm. Uh, I'm looking at images of him, and I don't remember him in these issues. I think he, I think he's like in the back matter, like he's in like the, he's in the Hickman uh, dossier stuff. Oh, okay. I may uh, not yeah. have been reading that closely. Um, and uh, Hellions was... is becoming a big book in this. Cool. 
Yeah, like I I have all the issues, uh, yeah. including like the first two issues of Juggernaut, which I think is part of the Ring Order, but not part of uh, Ten of Swords. Uh, oh, I have not read that one, so now I have to go find that. Uh, but yeah, like I, I like I don't think the Juggernaut book is like really a part of the the main X-Men stuff because Kane Marco is like not a mutant. And I, and I think that might be like the whole entire thing in the book is like him not being a mutant and him being just kind of like ripped from like his because yeah, all best, of his buddies his, are there. His best guy friend, Black Tom Cassidy is like, you know, over on Krakoa and he can't go see him. Yeah, um, but it's been pretty cool and without going into too, too much detail, like I like what they've done and it's fucking crazy which the entire book has been um and i like what they've done with like actually creating stakes for this book which uh, i think is in the new mutants book is where that's addressed and it's pretty interesting but what else have you guys been reading um i've been reading well we talked about brightest day earlier because that sucked a lot um and then i've been reading um the follow-up to White Knight, Batman Curse of the White Knight, and um, it's good so far. There's... I'm kind of liking what they're doing of, like, taking, like, some, like, kind of classic Batman events, and they're kind of twisting it on their head. There's one in particular I'm thinking of. But, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, I saw that there was a new... Like, I didn't pick it up, because uh, I'm not reading any of the White Knight stuff, but I saw that there was a new i don't know if it's a one shot or a new series based around harley quinn of that universe oh i have no idea but i do want to pick up the ninja turtles ronin comic i think that just came out today oh. this week have you heard about this the last ronin i oh that's where one there's only one alive and we don't know which one it is right yes I like not necessarily that, but like one of these days, I like I've like promised myself like I'm gonna buy like all the Omni buy for the Ninja Turtles like IEDW books and just like read through all of them because like I like Turtles that run looks super fucking cool. Um, I really like the stuff that's currently going on, but I feel like I need to like read like all the past stuff to get caught up. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to um take a look at those and borrow them one time so yeah like also going to our conversation offline like i i just need to use our the library system more probably instead of just like buying everything i i want to read yeah i did it through the um the martian manhunter book we were talking about like that's how i finished reading it because my comic book shop closed when like the last two issues came out so i was like oh, oh i'll just borrow it um i don't know if they're dead dead but like probably not coming back they have not updated anything on their website since march so Mm -hmm. um i can talk about two books i read this week um i read uh, a book volume one of a new manga tile that came out this week from seven seas called uh cutie and the beast and it's a romantic comedy about a girl who is super into pro wrestling and she's like in love with like her and she likes her she's like in love with like her favorite wrestler uh and they like talk to each other online and she ends up meeting him at a fan meet because like the idea of like japanese wrestling and how you meet wrestlers and stuff is like very different from american wrestling in a lot of ways um and like a lot of women are actually like super into uh wrestling in japan like in a way that i think like american wrestling has like never really ever tried capitalizing on uh it's almost like they do the opposite 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so, like, she's... Yeah, so, like, they end up starting to, like, kind of text each other, and they meet, and it's kind of like a meet-cute kind of thing, and he ends up kissing her on, like, the cheek, and she, like, kind of, like, wants to start this relationship, but uh, she's 18, and he's, like, in his, like, late 20s, which is, like, a whole entire kind of plot point within the book, because he, ends up, cause he, like, doesn't know how old she is at the point, and he ends up finding out, and she, like, tells him that she's 18, and he's, like, uh, and he gets, like, kind of scared and goes talk to his, like, tag mate. As Tagmate's like, uh, yikes, dude, you should probably not, uh, mess with that shit. And, uh, you know, like, a bunch of happenstances are kind of happening. Huh? How old is he? He's, like, in his late 20s. Uh, oh. And she's, like, a senior in high school. So it's Scott Pilgrim, but it's... Yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's, but it's, like, you know, you could tell, like, there's, like, not... He's, like, not trying to be creepy. And he's not trying to, like, be predatory. And this girl is just like, you know, like, hey, like, I'm into you, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think we can, like, try and make this work. And he's, you know, and basically, like, the last, like, chapter is, like, okay, like, let's try and, like, see if we can kind of, like, make it. And I understand that there's, like, you know, a certain group of people who automatically are going to be turned off from a story like this. But I at least appreciate that, um, that up as a plot point of like their age difference uh and it's also written by um a female like writer and artist so it's like at least it's like i done from like that point of view because i like if this was from like a male point of view it would be like a little bit it would be told a little bit differently um hmm. first volume is really cute um if if you're fans of new japan pro wrestling uh i have been told from co-workers uh, from a co-worker that the main character of this book is heavily uh, like a lot of his design is heavily like based off of uh, Hiroki Goto who is uh, you know one of the higher ups within New Japan Pro Wrestling right now so that was okay. um, I thought this book was fun the other book I read was a uh, original graphic novel called Dracula Motherfucker from oh, oh I've heard about this yeah uh, it's from Alex DeCampi, who's written, like, No Mercy, uh, Archie versus Predator, um, a few other books, uh, a lot of horror stuff. Uh, and Erica Henderson is the artist who uh, did a big bulk of Squirrel Girl for, for Marvel. She did Assassination, which was a book I super loved. And it's, like, <clears throat> basically, it's, like, a book set in, like, the... Um, like 1970s LA about like a uh like a photographer for a paper who uh ends up like going to like a murder scene and seeing like the body of a famous starlet and like takes pictures of her for like the paper and she ends up like being alive and she ends up being like a bride of Dracula and the brides of Dracula are like a huge part of the book um and them trying to take out Dracula, and Dracula's also, like, a character in the book, but he's also, like, he's basically just, like, a shape. Like, he never has, like, a, like a, a body. He's just, like, blackness with eyes and fangs, and he looks super cool. Uh, and it's, like, you never really kind of see uh, 
Dracula media portray him like really as like like a shapeless monster. Like they always like kind of like want dry, draw him as like a handsome man. And you also like never really see the brides of Dracula be anything outside of being like victims or uh, basically just murder bait. Uh, so it was like kind of neat to see them like portrayed in that kind of way. But like, yeah, like this is a single story. Uh, it's, I think it's like 15 bucks. Uh, if you want like a really good horror book for the season, uh, Dracula Motherfucker is like a, a pretty cool book to pick up. Cool. And those are like the books I read. Awesome. Um, the only other thing I want to say is like I've been reading a bunch more of like webtoons, and I read like Hardcore Leveling Warrior, and one I really like is Omniscient Reader. Um, I don't know. I really like them. I'm trying to find more that are not as um. I guess like more light ones because I'm just kind of in the mood for light stuff. Um, is there anything else, Ryan? Have you been reading anything Wait, that you want to talk about? You say you weren't in the mood for light stuff. No, I have been in the mood for light stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, not really. I haven't been reading anything. I've been too busy with work and just some art stuff that I've been working on for my for my uh, fiance shop. Uh, I have been watching some like obscure movies lately. Uh, like today, the new Tremors movie came out. It's, there was a new Tremors movie? Yeah, with uh, yeah. John. Wow. Yeah, this was, I think this was the final one, because uh, I actually I can't, I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> um, All the Tremors died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Burt Gummer died, spoiler alert. Oh, shit. Oh, He's been yeah. like a constant throughout all of them. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that actor was still alive, honestly. He's seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's why he, like, they killed him off, because... Uh, Schreiber, Shrieker Island. It's on Netflix? Yeah. yeah. Alright, I'm probably gonna watch that tomorrow. Netflix has this so is week. this like the 8th Tremors movie? Seven. I think so, because the previous one was with Jamie Kennedy, uh, and they go to like the Antarctic. Oh, it's, Jamie it's Kennedy, Netflix fucking one. yikes. Oh, yeah, Jamie being, Kennedy becomes the son. He's the son of Burt Gummer. Oh, uh, yeah, that's like a prequel. That's like, it takes place in like the same setting as the first movie, but like 100 years before, in like the Midwest. Okay, but, uh, I remember there's one where they start to fly. I think that's the third one. That's the I, third one, and they go they go by hand. Oh my yeah. god! Oh my god! They kept the, like that. Like that was absolutely the last Tremors movie I watched was when they introduced the ones that they called Ass Blasters, and I was like, "Fuck off!" Like never again. And I'm reading this bloody disgusting article about this new movie, and like within. Like the description of the movie, they kept the name Ass Blasters. Like, yeah, <laughs> fifteen years later, it's like, come on, you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm still mad that we're not getting that sci-fi. Pie. Does Burt Gummer die in the first like five minutes of that movie? No, he dies at the end when he's like, it's like a guy Godzilla size like graboid, and he like dies oh, killing it. Does he like and... Kamikaze like Independence Day? Oh uh, no, style? he's like he's like running towards like the cliff, and he like jumps off the cliff with the giant graboid, and like they blow up at the bottom of the mountain. <laughs> I, was, I, was I forgot. So did they write off Reba McIntyre's character by basically saying she got divorced from him? Yes, that's in the yeah. She gets divorced. That's the, yeah. She gets divorced, and she like goes away. Yeah, she's only in the first one. Yeah. Yeah, when he shows up in the second, like, how's it going with, like, what's her name? And it's like, uh, we've been, like, separated for, like, you know, three years now or something. And there's, like, something really funny about, like, Reba McIntyre will do the Fox and the Hound 2, but she will not do Tremors 2. I think when Tremors 2 came out, might have been 
when she had one of her TV shows going. Uh, I yeah, well, it was probably well while she was doing Reba. Yeah, you know what? I like to think that Tremors Seven ends with Bert Gummer, um, like dying Captain Jack style from Dead Man's Chest, and then they're all sad sitting around a table, and then Kevin. That's Bacon that's that's literally what happens. That's that's what happens. Like like. After he dies, they all just gather around and like pick up his baseball hat and just like stand around the cliffside of this mountain. No, I know, but I'm hoping that like it's gonna end like the way Dead Man's Chest ended, where like then like Kevin Bacon's gonna come down or something and be like, you just this, reminded me that there's like I think there, there's what five pirate movies. I've only seen three. This Good, is how least, sad the newer ones this, suck. This is how sad this really is. Reba McIntyre could not do any of the Tremors films after one. But in 2016, she decided to be a voiceover in the Land Before Time 14 journey. <laughs> wait, of the wait, 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 wait. There's been 14 Land Before Time movies? Uh, I didn't know that there were two. Well, to be fair, in the no, Land Before Time, two. time is a construct where she can show up anywhere she wants because there's no and time. Also, uh, there have not been 14. Actually, no, wait, there have been 14. That was the last one. I was actually going to make a joke that's like, oh, there's really 16. Because, like, I thought they, you know, still did them. But nope, uh, 2016 Journey of the Brave was the absolute last uh, Lambert Before Time movie. And, Lou, those first seven, don't you disrespect those first seven Lambert Before Time movies. I think I've seen three of them. I've obviously seen the original. um, But I'm pretty sure I've seen the first three. I've seen the first seven because I remember the Stone of Cold Fire being advertised a lot as a child. All right, I remember when they adopt the baby T Rex. Is that the second oh, one? Oh my god! I not only, did, not only did you remember that's the seventh one, but you remembered the name of it. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, I have it up right in front of me. So. I like that they had the seventh one was the Stone of Cold Fire, and then the eighth one was the Big Freeze. It was like, well, like, what's our natural, like, evolution of these movies? All right, so oh. fun fact, Kiefer Sutherland's in the 10th one. I'm looking this whole cat. Why? It was just, like, 24 period, so he wasn't, like... Wow, this is, like, so weird. So, the first movie to the second one <laughs> is a six-year jump. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you guys remember the name of uh, the... Of, of oh my god, what's her name? Um, the dinosaurs. I'm looking at them all right now. So I somehow remember like most of them, like off the top of my head. There was Petrie the pterodactyl. There was Sarah the triceratops. Which I, I okay. There was uh, Petrie. Uh, P- I think Petrie. I said already. There was Ducky. There was Littlefoot and oh, was it Spike. Yeah, but yep. like so it was like Spike. You is named, just, uh, them all. Spike okay. is the Stegosaurus. So was Spike like mentally was like mentally I, handicapped because he was also a baby dinosaur, but he didn't. But he's mute. He just, <laughs> I, he's sure? there. He's there. Eeyore. Do you guys? Okay. I, I, do you guys happen to remember the name of Sarah's father? No. The the official credited name of Sarah's father, the Triceratops, is Daddy Tops. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. You know, I was not expecting that. I did not. <laughs> so do uh, the lore of Land Before Time. I gotta be honest. That, that's so good. Uh, in the Land Before Time 11, <laughs> Invasion of the Tiny Sauruses, Tria Christ. refers to him by the pet name of Topsy, 
you know, the elephant that uh, uh, I uh, that uh, Thomas Edison electrocuted, much to oh the annoyance God. of much to the annoyance of Sarah. He's portrayed as belligerent, domineering, sometimes hostile, stubborn, like his daughter. Also, a huge fucking racist. Like that's the one thing I remember throughout the entire series. He's just like, yeah. oh, like. The log necks don't get along with triceratopses and blah blah blah, and it's like he's just like a big racist throughout the entire series, and that's his defining character trait. But yeah, Daddy Tops, there you go. <laughs> Back like to who's been in these? Oh, movies. he's only credited as Daddy Tops in the first film. Otherwise called Mister Three Horn. So I'm going back at like who's been in these movies. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Sandra Oh have been in these movies. Jesus Christ, these are like, I'm looking like, I'm up to 13 and that's 2007. I was like, oh, did these die when like uh, Ice Age became a thing? Uh, and no. Nope, man. I think they were just like really, there's like a Jenny Nicholson like video on, because she watched all the Land Before Times and ranked them from best to worst. <laughs> uh, is one more. And actually, no. Like, I think she. If I remember right, it was like one of the later ones was the best one. And then if anyone um, who's a fan of the Sarah Connor Chronicles, the guy who played John Connor in that show for years was Littlefoot. But no, I think these are just like cheap movies that, you know, they continually like made a lot of uh, money on. Like, the, I'm just like reading this here. It's like some of them are like exclusive to Walmart and Walmart.com. And I just assume it's just like, oh, yeah, like. I'll buy, like, some stupid movie for my kid that I remember from when I was a kid. Yeah, like, Universal Home Pictures Entertainment is the stuff that puts out, like, Tremor 7 or Doom Annihilation or insert other bad movies. Like, I, we make fun of Tremors, but it's like, they have, like, 14 of them. They must be profitable in some way. Well, well I feel like they're, like... I feel like Tremors is, like... It started off as, like, a B... Like, uh, what would you... Like, monster movie. And then turned into like what sci-fi channel became. Like they're kind of like proto sci-fi channel movie. Well, yeah, but Tremors became a thing and then they had four of them and then sci-fi movies got big. So they brought them back and then they're like, okay, let's do it again. Oh, yeah, there's seven of them. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say like Land Before Time has double the amount what Tremors has. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, couldn't they just make like a really cool remake of Tremors at this point? Well, oh, were, for sure. Um, were, I did not realize till this moment that the original Land Before Time is Don Bluth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the it thing. It was like the movie he made after uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Goddamn. Which I'm guessing there's like 12 of those also. Well, it's funny, though. He mentions that they couldn't do a reboot. Um, Universal and Blumhouse, there was this whole thing where they were going to do a new Tremors TV show and Kevin Bacon was going to come back. There was a trailer that came out and everything. Oh, yeah. Didn't they talk about this on, like, Best Movies Never Made at some point? But Sci-Fi was going to be airing the show and then Sci-Fi passed on the pilot. But, like, I remember that being a really big thing because everyone was like, guys, Kevin Bacon's coming back. He hasn't been back since the first movie. So there was going to be a reboot. Was this also like around the same time like that M. Night Shyamalan uh, Tales from the Crypt trailer went out and then nothing ever came of that? I think it was like like six or seven years ago. Sci-Fi passed on this in 2018. So they passed on this like two years ago. Oh, wow. That would have been huge for them. What the fuck are they making that's not that? Like Sharknado 12? They're not even making. They're like buying 
they canceled right. once we canceled Happy, I stopped caring. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, honestly, it could have just been too expensive for them. Probably compared to some of the other stuff that they make, though, like they make some stuff that's like. I mean, Deadly they have the Expanse so for a couple right seasons. Now, their only programming they have is Winona Earp and Van Helsing, but they have a Resident Alien coming in January. Like, I know all their animated stuff got canceled. Um, Chucky coming well, in 2021. They had oh shit. oh shit, dog! I'm actually really excited for that. Like, well, I'm glad that's that's still going on. Wait, what, what was the one you just said? I'm sorry, I missed they're it. Doing a Chucky show that's in continuity, I think, with the movies. Like the ones that um, are still is video. specifically in the continuity of like the curse Correct. of Chucky, yeah. um, like films, which is basically a continuation long. of the old series. Because okay, not the Bride of Chucky parts. Yep, the Bride of Chucky parts are part of like this frame. Like okay, basically, basically, like all the Chucky yeah, movies yeah. are part of one singular storyline. Um, except ex- for the new one. Except for the brand new one with Mark Hamill, which is not a bad movie. No, but it is is no. not the people were like, oh, it's the worst Child's Play movie. I'm like, look, man, it's not as it's not as boring as Child's Play three, which I think is by well, yeah, I think it's the worst one. Which one is three? Is that the one where they're in military school? Is that two? Yes, that's that's three. the military school. Oh yeah, fuck that. But yeah, so this yeah, is the Child's one. Play two is fucking rad. Where where like the final bit of like of that movie is that's like where they fight the- in the toy factory yeah yeah the terminator ending <laughs> <laughs> it literally, yeah it is the ending from t2 <laughs> this is gonna be the one that's got the original creator coming back brad durf is voicing chucky again so that's yep. currently sci-fi yeah support. well like what's brad durf doing it's not like blue those blue smokeless cigarettes are paying him anymore well like brad brad durf is back like also uh, Andy, who is like the original actor from like the old films, is back. Uh, Brad Durst's daughter is like she's been like kind of like the main character of the last couple of like films. They brought back uh, Jennifer Tilly. Oh, um, good. So it's like I like uh, Child's Play actually might be like my favorite horror franchise. Like probably like next to Nightmare on Elm Street. Like I think like but like I think on like Elm Street, I think Child's Play has like the most good movies in its franchise line than like any other like horror. Are you telling me that Jason fighting a psychic child is not good? <laughs> that's the that's the best one. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. I but, seen all the Friday the thirteenth. Were you telling me Jason in space isn't amazing? Like And that's a good one too. But like yeah. but but Jason in Manhattan, other than the title of that movie, is a bad movie. Hey, that kid was boxing with Jason, and that should have gotten more credit than it did. There's like, there's like two moments in that movie you'll always remember: the boxing scene, and then and Jason the walking, and then, yeah, Jason like walking down the street and he kicks the boombox. I think you're forgetting another franchise that has like twelve movies. Then that also went to space. I think twice. Leprechaun. Dracula. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I thought you talking about Dracula. <laughs> no. There's like, there's he like also one. went to space. But there's like one good leprechaun movie. Uh and like It's in the for, hood. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then like and like for Halloween, there's probably like there's like three of them that are good. Well, Halloween's um, like a whole mess of a thing because it's like it's been rebooted what three or four times at this point. I will say about like Michael Myers, uh the story may have been bad, but like the way they depicted Michael Myers in the Rob Zombie movie was excellent. Like a giant just just this giant behemoth just throwing cars. 
Like I, mm. that was that makes I more sense. Than this old dude. I only saw the first Rob Zombie one. Okay, because like the one, because they they made him like gigantic. It was basically like the Big Show and like a Michael Myers costume, just like roaming around. Uh, yeah, I have not seen the new one either. Oh, that the new one was actually not bad. Like I like the new one. And then there's like oh, most, have, most the, I don't think we've talked of, about the one that's literally it? getting a remake right now that they scrapped the entire filming of. Oh. Oh, which one? Texas Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. They're uh, literally filming another reboot right now. Or no, it's a sequel no, to the me, original. Let me explain the and, there's only, and there's only two good ones. It's the first one and the second one. The rest of them are very bad. So here's the thing about this. The reboot was filming. Then the original people who were making it got fired a week in. They scrapped everything. And then re- they had to restart filming all over again. Yeah, well, you can do that when you pay people three cents and like three cents an hour in Bulgaria. Well, it's just like, how, like, what was so bad about like that version of like? And it's not a Asia reboot. Master, it's a... That, that they were like, we have to scrap all of this. It's like, did you guys like? W- was this like actually worse than like like the the last three that just everyone also forgot about? Isn't there one with Jessica Biel? That's the remake. That's the first. That's remake. the one with like Arlie Ermey is also part of the family, and there's like, and that movie's also bad, but like the Arlie Ermey parts are like really unnerving. And, uh, I know that Fede Alvarez is producing the new one. If you don't know it's that, it's just is. like well, they do it for every one of those movies because they did the Hills Have Eyes remake, and that was like a long time ago. And they tried to do a couple of those. And I do feel like the only person that's like kind of done, and it's not. Like he did a remake, obviously in Halloween, but it's like done kind of anything in this genre. I don't even know how he got here. Um, new is like an interesting as Rob Zombie, but I'm also like don't need to see any more of his horror movies ever again. Yeah, like I saw a review of Three from Hell, and which I have like, not seen. I've seen his other ones. Like honestly, I, I like I just don't get like why he made that movie. Like The Devil's Rejects, like ends in such a way that like is kind of perfect. And, oh, it's awesome. I love that movie. And, like, Three from Hell is basically, it's like, oh, like, they didn't die. They actually survived. And How? A week, <laughs> well, in a week before they start shooting, um, Sid Haig, like, I, like I, I don't have my timetables right here, but I know that he was in bad enough shape that he was, like, not, he could not film. So instead, they bring in, like, this third family member who is, like, a distant family member who is, like, a related to the family. But it's, like, you're changing the dynamic. It's, like, Sid Haig is, like, the heart and soul of the Devil's Rejects. Like, he's, like, the reason <laughs> it's funny. why, like... It's a funny terminology to use for, like, a horror movie. Like, a horror slasher movie. Sure. But it's, like, in, in, in like, um, Bill Mosley is, like, really great in his role. And Sherry Moon, like, is is very much plays the role that she needs to be. But, like, those two characters, like, do not shine in the way that they do without Sid Haig. Like, Sid Haig is, like, he's the best part about A House of a Thousand Corpses. He's the best part about The Devil's Rejects. And it's just, like, you don't have, like, the same dynamic without him. And, like, Three from Hell very much suffers from it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like it's like a strange thing, but like, um, and I know we're like, we've veered into like a whole other thing. Like I kind of have not really gone into anything like mainstream horror in so long, like American mainstream horror in so long. And I just don't feel like they connect well. 
which I think uh, it's like an interesting thing that like it's Korea is now like the big horror country. Yeah, the yeah, they've been Invis- putting out some good movies. The new Invisible Man was cool. Yes, um, although now they are trying to backdoor that into another dark universe because those cool. guys, but I those guys like are doing. Um, this one isn't as connected because I feel like they're just letting directors do sto- versions yeah, of the monster. Yeah, but those guys are doing another one of the Universal Monsters. I don't remember which one it is. Wolfman. What? Wolfman, yeah. Which is, like, cool. Because it's, like, if you're going to get, like, really, like, any of those kind of, like, people to, like, try and, like, redo and, like, do, um, you know, like, those Universal Monsters is... is um. Oh my god! Like, what's the name? Like, I have to look because, like, that person looks really cool. Yeah. Well, like, I think I've said it. I don't know if I said it on a show at some point. Like, my thought would be to take all those characters and update what they represent. So, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, Lee Waddell, who was like the writer of like the first three original Saw movies, was the writer for uh, Insidious, the writer for Dead Silence, directed Upgrade, which was like. Basically, it's like, do you want like a more hardcore version of Venom than watch Upgrade? Yeah. Uh, basically, like directed and wrote the Invisible Man is going to be doing the Wolf Man. It's like, oh, cool! Like, if you're gonna like, if you're gonna like try and reboot like like the Universal Monsters in a modern way, I would much rather see this than like you know Tom Cruise as the Mummy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if you take and I think they did it in the new Invisible Man. Like, I think the key to doing it is by not necessarily bringing those characters to modern time, but bringing what they represent to modern time. Like, the Wolfman being, like, kind of analogous to alcoholism Mm -hmm. and playing with that aspect. And Upgrade, you could kind of, like, play with even that idea as, like, it's kind of Frankenstein-y and, like, like, making somebody, like, part machine, part man, not totally human anymore turning them into a monster. Obviously, like, Upgrade's not that, but, like, there's ways to play with that. Um, and he's also signed on to do, for a movie they've been trying to remake for forever, Escape from New York, which I don't know why anybody needs, ever. Um, they won't. Yeah. Um, they should, uh, yeah, I was thinking more of, like, they could do, like, those individual monster movies and then bring it together like the Avengers did for, like, uh, the Monster Squad movie, for, like, like, for like the but like what's like a monster that the wolfman and frankenstein and the invisible man and like the the creature from the black lagoon like what would they like team up to fight no no like they would be like still be monsters like the bad guys but like the monster squad like those okay oh i i get what you mean like the problem is like with what the invi- the new invisible man is i don't know how that fits into it because if you're do any of you care about like spoiling the ending of that movie? Oh, what, Invisible Man. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. So, John and Ryan. <laughs> I'm good. So, like, if it's if you're taking uh, Elizabeth, oh my god, what the hell's her name? Elizabeth Moss's character, like, if she's the new Invisible Woman, um, I don't know how you fit that into like a monster fight movie. I've like the only way, like, I kind of like don't even want them to cross over just make the movies with these characters no i feel like you have, feel like you have good monsters that team up against the bad monster they're not going to do a cinematic universe i think like what they said was is that they're going to do a uh just like movies that it's kind of like what dc's doing where 
the sort of connected, but not really, where it's like they're letting the directors just make the movie mm. they want to make. Yeah. The only way to connect the stuff is, and I think it's what is in Monster Squads, like if you have somebody who's playing like Dracula, like has been alive, is super rich, and is funding all of these different things to make these new things to try to find, I don't know, a cure or something. Well, okay, so what about this? What if, like, there's, like, someone who brings together, like, a group of, like, these, like, kind of, like, famous monsters, and, like, like let's say, like, you know, instead of, like, calling them, like, a, like, like a group or whatever, like, what if they were, like, a league? A league oh. of, like, um, like, extraordinary monsters, and <laughs> and then you have. Yeah, I like, was gonna go a different way. Like, what if they were not even a league? What if they just went out on patrol? Yeah. <laughs> but and yeah, like you get, and you get like the Invisible Man, Mister Hyde, like maybe even like you could pull up some like famous literary characters, like a Captain Nemo or a Tom Sawyer. Now we could or, or an Alan Quarterman. Yeah. And what like, if Mister Hyde? Gets angry at the Invisible Man and fucks him to death. <laughs> oh, you mean like, that's a good place? To... Hey, th- thanks, Alan Moore. Oh, uh, it's a good place to end. Sean Connery's decrepit body out of retirement. Oh, uh, I see. I, I, I kind of love that movie. Like that is a that is a guilty pleasure movie for me. I don't think uh, I've seen that movie since the theaters, and I like I I remember like very little. But I remember some things, like Dorian huh. Gray was in that movie, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's about a guy who plays. He's in one of the Thor movies. I don't remember which one. I think he's in the first one. Um, and he played Kolchak in a remake that got canceled. Um, that was actually really good. I really liked. I can't remember his name. He was like really hot for like two years in the two thousands. Um, that's a good place to like to end up because we kind of came all the way back to comics with Alan Moore. <laughs> Um, I guess like quick round of plugs. Just check out all the shows. Leave a five star review. Tell your friends. This is our like kind of spooky Halloween comic show. I guess we ended up talking about stuff, and this is definitely going to be called um, Daddy Tops. <laughs> this is the name of this episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, so, any plugs for you guys? Uh, you can find me at John underscore FN underscore Siler S E I L E R. Same with. Instagram, uh, where I post up uh, comics I bought for the week, um, uh, retweet like stuff I find interesting, stuff I retweet for work. Um, yeah, like it's fun. John Scott, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Jam Scott one nine three. You can also find me on Letterbox at what the hell is my Letterbox profile again? It's I believe it's Film Fan one eight nine three. If I'm gonna be saying that correctly, give me one sec. I apologize. I'm not prepared. Film film underscore fan ninety three. You can find me a letterbox there. Oh, I didn't even know Ryan dipped out on us. So, yeah, that kind of does it for us. And yeah, check out all that stuff, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Adios. Connor Irving loves you. Go vote. Also, Chris Pratt is the worst Chris. I'll say I'll say that shit. So I guess I'll join the Chris